Hey there, I'm Morgan Sowards, retail business mentor, consultant, and total dream motivator. I'm your host of the Real Shop Talk podcast. Running a shop can be thrilling, but also exhausting and sometimes pretty lonely. I'm here to offer you a little support and guidance, remind you that you're doing great, and share stories from fellow shop owners and industry experts. So let's talk shop. Hello, welcome to the Real Shop Talk podcast. I am so pumped you're here. Again, I'm Morgan Sowards. I own a company called Retail Therapy and I provide mentoring and education for retail shop owners. This podcast is something that I've wanted to start for a little while and I'm hoping it provides you just another outlet for you to quickly get some support you need, feeling heard, feeling seen in your business. So these episodes, my goal is for them to be about 15, 20 minutes long because you have a lot of things to do. And then when we have guests come in, those may be a little bit longer to be able to dig in again with some experts in the industry and just other shop owners who are out there doing doing it just like you are. So today we are in the third week of January, I think. Um, and I, you just came out of this crazy busy season. November and December can feel like it flies by when you're in retail. And then even the beginning of January can kind of feel a little hectic with holiday returns, implementing inventory, possibly even doing some employee reviews if you have a team. And I'm hopefully catching you at a time where you're coming up to breathe and have a minute to think a little bit clearly, um, more clearly. Um, So One big thing is like today I want to talk about setting effective goals for your business, how to actually do that and how to ensure that you're achieving them. It can be something that I feel like really gets overlooked with um, with small businesses and I know I even can struggle with it at times and this quick system helps or process can help hold you accountable without feeling really overwhelming. So being a new year or at the beginning of a quarter, I wanted to d- dive into that subject a little bit more and this is also on, this information is available on the blog on the website so you can Also go there if you retain information better from reading or just to know it's there. Uh, Real shop or real retail, look, I don't even want my website. Realretailtherapy.com backslash blog is where you can locate that. But diving right in. So like I said, end of January, mid end of January, whenever you're catching this, um, it's such a great month to slow down and be able to think proactively in your business. Traffic's a little bit slower. Um, Like I said, hopefully you're able to breathe again and you are feeling a little bit more recovered from the hustle of the holidays. And whether you realize it or not, you just received so much information from your business about how you can continue growing. Because holidays are, are crazy, a lot of things tend to come up. You might recognize some opportunities for growth in your business, some things that you didn't realize you needed or weren't functioning properly can kind of come to the surface. Like we, I mean, I say this in, in life and in business, those really challenging times have the most to offer us in terms of growth and how we can improve. So today, that's what we're going to dive into a little bit more. I'm going to take uh, 
take you through a process to help you note some of those observations that you may have stumbled upon in the holiday season, but also I'm going to walk you through how to quickly assess the state of your business, where you are right now, in order to set some more tangible goals for the upcoming quarter. So, um, you may be asking too, well, what is a quarter, Morgan? <laughs> I really like to look at business and in quarters, so in three-month increments, January, February, March is first quarter. So that it's a 90-day increment of time. It really helps you hone in a little bit more on uh, you're not getting too ahead of yourself, hone in on what your needs are right now. It can be a little tricky sometimes to look annually because things do shift and change in your business. So you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. Obviously, some goals like setting sales goals are good to look at annually, but ultimately breaking them down into smaller increments can help you um, help it feel more attainable for you to achieve. So we're focusing on setting goals for the quarter and it'll also help you in prioritizing what is the most important for you right now so you don't overwhelm yourself or your team. So while January does tend to be slower, if you happen to listen to this podcast later in the year, uh, this is a great process to use or tool to use at any point in your business just to kind of assess the overall performance. But I do recommend coming back to it at the beginning of each quarter. Like I said, we're doing 90 days. So to pop back in and set new goals. So let's dive in. Um, first, that I think working smarter, not harder. Let's not, you don't have a ton of time. Um, and it's you, The a lot of times the weight is on your shoulders. You're kind of doing everything. And if you are a business that's a one-woman show, um, you don't have a lot of time. And that time is limited and you really want to use your time wisely. So we're going to take a two-hour time block, find uninterrupted time. That's really important to cut out those distractions because one, you can easily get sidetracked and then you lose motivation and you don't accomplish the the task, the process, or it'll take you way longer. So try to find a two-hour time block in your schedule. And I'm, I want you to think through, as you run through this, think through the different areas of your business, different aspects. As a retailer, you deal with a lot of things. You deal with sales, marketing, buying and product selection, your shop visuals and merchandising, customer service, business operations, team development. I could probably keep going. If you think of any other ones, add them to your list. But you have a lot of different aspects of your business that you're juggling. And so it's you want to think about each one of those areas to look at how you can develop your business overall. Okay, grab pen and paper or your computer, or at least be ready to take some mental notes. We are diving in. So this is a five-step process. Step one is to actually do the shop assessment, and we're going to break that into four different categories. First being acknowledging your strengths and your successes. What are you doing really well in your business up until this point? What have you mastered? What's working? Two, observe what needs improvement. Everyone has areas of their business that could 
use some more attention, some more uh, focus. So what areas aren't working? What things may be getting overlooked or ignored? Um, and are you, do you have limited resources in a certain area? Resources being time, money, manpower, energy. So really make a list of that. Third is opportunities. Make the most of your opportunities. List out things that maybe you've had some really great marketing ideas you haven't been able to act on. Maybe you know some people or have some partnerships that would really benefit your business. Um, events are a great thing. Getting plugged into your community or being able to plan certain events that would have a positive effect or impact. So four, being mindful of things you cannot control. There's always going to be stuff that's out of your control that pops up and just being able to be aware that they're there and have a general idea of how you would react um, or respond can really um, help you kind of navigate. So an example is if you lost, if you have a team, if you lost a team member, how would that impact daily operations? or social media changes because it's constantly changing. How, could that negatively affect your marketing strategy and how can you kind of navigate? Step two is to celebrate. Take a moment to really acknowledge your successes. As an entrepreneur and oftentimes in life, it can be far too easy to focus solely on the things that need improvement. What's not working? What could be better? Or what have I not accomplished? You and I both know that that mindset quickly leads to comparison, burnout, and believing that either you or your business is lacking in some way, and it's just not true. So really creating a habit and learning to celebrate and acknowledge your wins has the power to breathe life back into you and your business. So step two, celebrate. Step three, we are going to connect the dots and kind of compare the information that we just created on that list. So the goal here is always to work smarter, not harder. So if certain elements on your list may be able to impact other ones, we want to recognize that. So our goal is to narrow down the priorities so that we make sure we're focusing the energy where it needs to go. So look at that list or think about it if you're driving or if you made the mental notes. And we're going to think about, can any of your successes be turned into opportunities? So an example of this would be if you have done a killer job with your marketing and you have a great Instagram following, you have lots of followers, they're interactive, they communicate. Are you making the most of that strength? Are you capitalizing on, are you selling on your Instagram? Are you focusing your efforts on selling? How, what does that strategy look like? And have you tested out some different methods of how to focus a little bit more energy around your Instagram selling? So that is a really kind of cross capitalizing on your strengths. Basically look at that list of strengths and really see, can I turn any of these into potential opportunities to grow my business? Another great question here, would more opportunities arise if you eliminated some of the needs for improvement items on your list? So let's say an example here, uh, say you have a team and so you are managing people and you are constantly getting like you're 
efficiency has really gotten depleted because you're constantly getting questions. You are fielding questions from them. Even on your days off, you're getting calls with how to, you know, what is, what's our return policy? Or what, what do I do with a damaged item? Those kind of things. So in this scenario, basically your, the areas for improvement or what needs improvement would be better uh, team development and education for your team. And then that you have a limited resource in your personal energy and time and maybe even having some mental clarity because you're constantly getting um, interrupted because you haven't uh, provided them with certain education. So that could even, that might be two different things on needs improvement list. And a way to eliminate those and turn it into an opportunity would be if you created a, um, an employee guide or a policies and procedures manual for your team, it would potentially cut out a lot of the basic questions. It would cut out your interruptions on a daily basis, and it would provide your team with more confidence in being being able to quickly answer questions for your for customers in turn providing better customer service so all of that was i may have eliminated eliminated multiple items on my needs improvement list and created a better environment for both my employees and my customers so that's an example of how you can cross-reference something and just looking at your data and how it impacts one another. Another great thing, and we kind of just did this with that example, would be to review your list and put a little star next to the items that will make the most impact if you, um, again, like that example, if you eliminate it, or if you did that one thing by creating a policies and procedures manual for your team, it would eliminate multiple things on needs improvement list. Or if you were to actually sit down and create a solid selling strategy for your Instagram, what would that lead to? That would potentially increase sales. It would create more loyal following with your customers it would create a better customer experience because they're able to shop more easily with you. So think about the things that if you did that, if you focused on that one thing, could it impact multiple other areas um, on your list? Yay, we made it to step four. Okay, step four, we're actually selecting the goals. We're setting the goals. So you've done the hardest part. This should be easy. First thing to note is you don't want to overwhelm yourself. So only choose choose a max of three goals to focus on for the quarter. And you may be thinking, Morgan, that's not a lot. But you have a ton of other things that you're doing. And the day-to-day things are not going to go away. They're still going to be there. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself with too many big projects. Because at the end of the quarter... If you have, you're going to feel like, oh, I didn't do anything I was supposed to. You don't want to feel that way. The goal is to actually accomplish them. So um, 
Also, as you're selecting these goals, make look at them and kind of think, what is it going to entail to accomplish this? If you have a goal that's really big and it's a little bit bigger of a project, it's going to be a little more time consuming. Give yourself permission to only focus on that one goal. That's great because if you get it done and you know this one thing is going to have this kind of ripple effect, that's amazing. That's great. So like I said, your goal is to actually accomplish the things at the end of the quarter, and it's impossible if you've overwhelmed yourself from the beginning. So only focus on a few, and if you do have a team and you want to pull a couple people into helping implement some things, have the same mindset. Don't overwhelm them. Maybe you only give one or two items, Um, so just be mindful of that. Also, make sure that each of your goals is measurable, meaning at the end of the quarter, you want to confidently be able to say whether or not the goal was achieved, a yes or no. And this can be kind of tricky if you are dealing with anything with like marketing metrics or sales, come up with an actual number, a solid number. Don't be kind of willy nilly like somewhere in this ballpark, set an actual number. Um... If this can be some helpful questions for you to ask in trying to make them measurable, what needs to happen in order to reach the goal or how will you know for sure that it was reached? Uh, Extra bonus here in setting your goals, write them down and put them somewhere where, where you'll see them. If you have a desk or a work area, put them up there. Just that visual reminder can be really helpful in keeping it top of mind throughout your week because like I I mean, we know you have so much going on. So that's step four. You've set your goals, you have made them measurable, and you have them where you can see them. Step five is probably, in my mind, one of the most important is scheduling time to actually work on and review your goals. All of the planning that you just did means absolutely nothing without healthy accountability. So Schedule some designated time each week that you can make progress on these goals. It may be one to two hours. It doesn't have to be a big time block, but again, that like designated uninterrupted time to focus on the goals that you've set can really be what make or break it at the end of the quarter. So the key is just to pick a time that's consistent for you, that works for your schedule, and um then pick a date at the end of the quarter or beginning of the next where you can review your goals and see how it went. Did you, were you successful in achieving them? Uh, Are they already making an impact in your business? Just give kind of, give yourself a little bit of an assessment. And then also, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. If you didn't achieve them, think about why and you go, oh, I shouldn't have done three. I probably only need to take on two because I do have a lot on my shoulders still. Still, <laughs> That Alabama coming out in me. Or, um, or you may decide, yeah, I can only set one big project a quarter to work on because I am doing everything on my own and it's too much. So just giving yourself that time. You did it. That's it. That's the end of the process. <laughs> so how to... Keep the momentum going. You know, you you just did this. You have your date set. Like I mentioned in the beginning, this process can be used throughout the year. And I feel like it can be the most effective if you do it once a quarter. So second quarter begins in April. So pull, pulling your list back out in April, marking off any things you accomplished, kind of cross-referencing, seeing how it's going, 
Um, adding new things to your list so there's always new stuff popping up, expanding that, and then simply repeating the process, connecting the dots and selecting new goals for second quarter. And every shop is different and every shop owner is different. So I really do want you to give yourself permission to use this as a starting point and customize it to fit your needs. You know how you work best. You know what's going to be best for you and your team. So modify it as needed. You may go, no, I don't want to do it by quarter and do it twice a year. That's fine. You do you do your thing. And if you ever start feeling stuck, I am totally here for you. I know sometimes it can be really hard to step back and look at the big picture of your own business. I know I personally need some perspective sometimes and chatting with another entrepreneur or business owner to get some insight in my own business. And so you can always schedule a clarity session with me. You can, uh, you can find out more about a clarity session on my website at realretailtherapy.com backslash services. And basically it's a two hour deep dive where we will dig into a specific area or we can look at the big picture. And in regards to this, if you wanted to do a clarity session for setting effective goals, I would help you walk through that process so that you feel really confident doing it on your own in the future. So that is goal setting. We did it. We made it through. I hope that this process really brings about some uh, positives for you, that you really see how far you've come so far, how far you've come so far, how far you've come in your business and what all you have done. It's so easy to overlook that and also to recognize some new opportunities for you to continue growing. And I look forward to our next chat. If you want to find out more about retail therapy, you can head over to realretailtherapy.com. That's R-E-A-L, retail therapy, or you can follow along on Instagram. And lucky for you, I have a free resource library that has multiple tools to help you run your shop with a little more ease. And yes, you heard that right. It's totally free. Thanks so much for listening to Real Shop Talk and chat soon. <laughs>